What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know I skip three years worth of lectures Just to binge watch awful shows There must be some scholarship For accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money Let your excess hex debts rest And then just join us while we start On our bachelor Hey, welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts, a brand new Bachelor Australia podcast from current Bachelor and future Bachelor of Arts, Xavier Rebetsky Noon, and that is him. Hello, thanks once again for joining us, and I'm already talking for too long, Max. And current Bachelor of Arts and former Bachelor, Max Quinn. Hello, that's me. I'm talking for just the right amount of time. Zavi. It's always just right. Hi. It's just right with you, Max. That's what it is. I would say it's almost perfect. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's a controversial thing to throw that word out there. Because um, I think some people can view that as like a challenge. Mm. Like, oh, if these guys are perfect, then like, what does that make me? And mm-hmm. like, how can I top that? Um, you can't. But, well, I mean, you can't. I mean, that's the, that's the long and short of it. And, and I appreciate that people try because like it does... I don't know. It's inspiring in a weird way to see like these up and comers like giving it their best shot and being, oh, yeah. like, maybe we can have a bachelor podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, they don't cut the mustard like you as and mine does, but uh, you know, it's fun. This it's fun to look out there at everybody who's like, I don't know, just giving it a go. Just like, I'm going to learn this thing as I go, you know, on my feet. I appreciate that can do attitude. And that candor as well. Yes. It's a word They play. can do candor. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm drinking a beer. Hey, me too. That's Why are we drinking beers? Well, it's Thursday night. We're doing this a little bit differently this time. We thought we'd bring the show to you, or at least record it, right after it finishes on a Thursday night. That's right. We just watched tonight's episode. So we got some scorching hot takes, or at least I think that you probably do. Oh, you bet I do, Max. And this kind of shit... You know, when it comes out, it's so hot and frothy. Ugh, yuck. Ugh, ugh. I, mean like in a, I mean like in a strong coffee way, not like mm-hmm. literally any other thing that is both hot and frothy way. Sure, uh, yeah. But you can't hold this kind of stuff in. Mm. It's weird because my takes, uh, usually I let them percolate for a few days, uh, like a hot, co- frothy coffee. But this time, you know, they're coming out lukewarm. If you let them percolate for a few days... I don't want to be the one to break it to you, but I don't know if you're making coffee right. What am I drinking? Um, well, I mean... All coffee has that, like, strong, muddy consistency, right? I mean, at a certain point, if you... Is this with milk? Like, you're getting, like, a thick consistency? Yep. I don't like the sounds of this one bit. No, I leave the milk out for a few days as well. Yeah, Max, you got to not do that. All right. Although, I mean, cows are just standing around, right? What are they, human fridges? It's what I say. It's what well, I say all yeah, the time. I mean, what are you, cow? Human fridge? <laughs> They're not human fridges. <laughs> oh, man. I've had two sips of this beer. Um, we're also celebrating, I guess I could say this. Oh, it's my God. Get my it out there. It's going to be Xavier's birthday. Xavier, happy birthday for two and a half hours time. Thank you so much, Max. Um, yeah, I imagine by the time you're hearing this, it is either in progress or over. Um, mm. But I might have another one. Mm-hmm. I could have another one 
in a couple days. You think about it and let us know when it's going to be. Maybe I'll celebrate on the premiere date of season two of The Bachelorette, which is in just a couple of weeks' time. I mean, that's like the next holiday that I'll be observing anyway, so I might as well tie it in. I'm, I'm too busy paying attention to this. I'm paying attention to enough stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a lot to pay attention to uh, this week on mm. The Bachelor. Um, last night and tonight, we saw... Again, I think some highs and lows. I think you might yeah. agree. Like last week, we talked about it being the best of times and the worst of times. Um, mm. I think maybe we saw an echo of that this week, or maybe I felt it a bit more strongly. This uh, this first episode, or should I say, Bachelor Australia season four, episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very bad. I wasn't on board with it either. I no. thought it was a bit of a boring episode. It was um, but so do you know dull. what? Yeah, if it was the setup to what was a glorious episode 14, I'm yeah. ha- more than happy to sit through that 43 minutes. I agree. Uh, episode 14 was, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a bloodbath in a way. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like event television in the way that I think The Bachelor has sort of failed to for a lot of this season, apart yes. from the stuff with Kira and maybe the stuff with Megan leaving. Um mm. This actually felt like, all right, now I realize why we're watching and talking about this show. Like, there's some real fucking shit being thrown around here. There's some real gold. And I think that we should start, though, by just quickly saying goodbye to the women who we did say goodbye to uh, on the show. That's right. Yeah. So, two episodes this week means two women were sent home. Uh, and, yeah, it's a bummer. Part of the reason I didn't mm-hmm. like this first episode is Faith goes home. Um, so shitty. Yeah, it, it fucking sucks. Like, Re- Faith is probably the person on the show that we've grown the most attached to at this point, I think, you and I. I think so, as a podcast. Definitely, we are squarely in Camp Faith. Yeah, um, and yeah, unfortunately, it's all over for Faith. Um, she, I mean, why, though? That's the real question, is like, what did she do wrong? We didn't really get much of a reason. Um, you know, Richie said that he wouldn't open up to her, which mm. I felt was kind of a, b- a bit pot kettle. Yeah, a little bit, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. It felt like, if I can say, like there was a bit of a clear, like, Elena might be going home this time. Like maybe it's time mm-hmm. to say goodbye to Elena. And again, mm-hmm. like the next episode with hometowns, just like, well, Elena still like doesn't quite feel like it's there, but she she's made it through. Um, yeah. So yeah, we um, Faith was sent home, and then also Rachel. Um, yeah, we lost Rachel this episode, and that was really shit. So this just happened, um, fresh, you know, the, there's still pretty fresh wound. Um, and yeah, Rachel, obviously like we had picked her early. We, we had joked about this a lot. Uh, and a lot of other people had as well. Like just the fact that she had brown hair meant that she probably wasn't going to win because Richie's got a type. Um, but to, to watch her being strung along and being convinced that something was really there when it kind of wasn't, um, it's, it's disheartening. Well, the shitty thing about it was, like, she, to camera, was saying, I've never felt anything like this before. Mm. No one's really had my back in quite this way. And it just wasn't there from Richie. But even though, yeah. like, she clearly, like, went out of her way. In she this was doing her say, bit. Hey, yeah, absolutely. I'm there for you. And I brought you a fishing rod and I took you to the <laughs> fucking beach. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because it seems like as a 30-year-old woman from Western Australia yeah. with similar outdoorsy interests to Richie, she's kind of a clear-cut choice. It seems like a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 
It just wasn't there. Richie made up his mind. And again, it's one of those things where I'm stuck wondering what Rachel's fatal flaw was in this in this competition. Yeah. If it was anything other than hair color, we didn't see it. Absolutely. Um, but that's it. That's the end of the story for Rachel. But that's the show. That's how it goes. That's the nature of the show. And it's also, I guess, what makes us fall in love with the program and the format. Yeah. And these characters too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. I feel like probably the only way we're going to understand this situation as it's been presented to us is to just go through the recap. Um, So let's Mm -hmm. get started with The Bachelor Australia, Season 4, Episode 13. You know, my Uncle Bill does these voiceover commercials and has done them for McDonald's for a really long time. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you hear someone advertising like, it's a new $2 coffee at Macca's. Mm -hmm. That's Bill. Wow, really? So he's like the main yeah. person? He has been before. Yeah. I don't know if he's still it. Um, and he used to be also be the dad in the Sultana brand ads, if you ever no saw those. No way. On was there like a recognizable yeah. campaign? Um, so yeah, he was like the, the guy in the Sultana brand family ads that ran throughout the 90s. Mm. Is he looking early for... early 2000s, maybe. Is he looking for like a, you know, a Robin to his Batman? Because <laughs> I've got some chops I've been... Maybe. Yeah. I've been practicing. Yeah, it's true. I'll put you in touch. Yeah, you've been really working hard this season, and I'm really proud of you. Thank you I've so much. I've been doing a really good job on my impressions, by the way, oh, before yeah, we dive true. into this. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've talked uh, over the last few episodes about how my girlfriend, Georgia, doesn't love my impressions, mm-hmm. um, and how I'm really trying hard to get better at them. And she said to me, we were doing the dishes last night, and she said something like, you think the joke is your impressions, but the actual joke is that you can't do the impressions. Mm-hmm. Mm, and a that's point why could be funny. made. A point could be made, but then let me raise you this. Okay. You ready for this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is my saggy impression. It was me. <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like it was you. Well, okay. Now, what about this? This is my stitch impression. Wow. Oh, that stitch. You're so versatile, dude. Is there any way you could do? I know. Is there any way you could throw in a little bit of Jar Jar Binks for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bubble ball. Oh, wow. <laughs> dude, I feel like I've seen every side of you just within that last 30 seconds. Like, I don't even. I have so much range. Yeah, dude, this is incredible. <laughs> Maybe you should be doing some voiceover work as well. <laughs> Maybe next season on uh, our podcast. Yeah, next season. Yeah, I think that's... I'll do all the intros. Okay, yeah. Welcome back to the Battle of Heart. I'm going to stop now. That's great. Let's talk about the episode. All right, so there are only five women left at this point. Um, Richie says that he's built incredible relationships with all of them, and narrowing them down to the four that he's going to take to hometowns will be his toughest decision yet. Drink. The girls... Actually, yeah. you know what? I have a drink here. I'm going to drink. Incredible. Okay. Done. I want to actually just say a really quick shout out to Jody, who has made a Bachelor of Hearts drinking game. Or is, it's a work in progress, but she's got a really okay. great template for a Bachelor of Hearts drinking game. I don't have it in front of me. Maybe I'll bring it to next week's episode, um, but it's a lot of fun. I feel like That'd if I really had fun. it in front of me tonight while I was watching the episode, I would be dead now. There would be no podcast this week or ever again. I'm so sorry. Well, you know, you got to do what you love and you got to get through it <laughs> however you can. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. That's right. Getting drunk and belligerent, watching Richie. Watching reality TV shows on his own the night before his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, The girls say they're anxious because they're emotionally invested. They're not ready to go home yet. 
Uh, and this guy who, um, we're not personal friends with him, but I, I like to say, you know, we've, they, we've got a bit of a back and forth with him. Uh, this guy called Osher Ginsberg. Um, he's great. He's great. Yeah. That's my take on him too. I'm glad mm. we agree on that. So yeah, he greets really the ladies. He, mm, he, um, he reiterates the high states that they're currently, uh, dealing with. Um, and this is where he would usually present the women with a date card, but he says this week's going to run a little bit differently. Um, and so we learn that Richie is inviting all the women on an adventure with him. Osha teases an exciting mode of transportation. He recaps some of the other fun uh, engines <laughs> that Richie's been strapped to throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's revealed to be a ute thing? A ute? Uh, four-wheel drive. Um, a, how disappointed are you that it wasn't jetpacks? I was waiting for jetpacks. Or at Me least too. those like water jetpacks that you can only use in water, but they can they shoot water and... Uh, I think they're like a hose, I guess. Is yeah, the word? Super Mario had one in Super Mario yeah, Sunshine, released on the, the GameCube in 2003. Uh huh. We're talking about a flood here? F-L-U-D-D. That's the thing. Anyway, it's a camping trip. So already, Elena is sort of poised against this. She's a bit nervous about creepy crawlies and stuff. They just are hopping on this the whole time. It starts here, it's going to keep going. We don't have these in Poland. Um, yeah, that's right. She's not from Poland. Uh, they stop in at a servo um, to pick up some marshmallows, and they make sure to grab some Arnott's barbecue shapes and extra chewing gum while they're there. Um, mm-hmm. So they pull up at the camping grounds with their camping chewing gum, um, and they're a little bit out of the way. Um, so Richie reveals that they'll be staying there for a couple of days, which seems really crazy to me. It I, does I don't know, seem like, like a long time for them to shoot this. Yeah. I mean, I think that two days is right. It just seems like, why would the camping group date take a couple of days? Like, I would be really horrified if I heard that. I feel like maybe that's, like, written into his contract. Um, So they start to set up camp. Uh, Elena is being bitten by insects. She's drawing blood. Um, And Alex refers to her as the princess from Ukraine. Um, I don't think Ukraine has a princess, or at least right at the moment. Mm. I think maybe they have a democratic system. I don't know exactly how the elections (laughs) are there um but i don't think you i mean you couldn't be the princess of ukraine if you lived in sydney okay mm. sorry two questions about this okay number one mm-hmm. what part of mudgy is this in <laughs> i think uh maybe to the east to the east, east okay so we're in east mudgy just wanted to locate yeah. that for everyone uh, and the other yep. thing that i want to know is how the fuck is the menu log dude gonna find them in this place <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty out there, right? It's really going to be so hard. Like, imagine if it was, like, Deliveroo who was sponsoring this show. Some poor kid would rock up on a pushy, copies $9 (laughs) an hour, (laughs) hand them a lukewarm bag of Arnott's potato chips. Three quarters of them are left because the kid has had to eat some of them (laughs) to survive. (laughs) (laughs) And Richie's like, mate, you look gorgeous. (laughs) You look... Incredibly, incredibly beautiful. Um, so Elena has some trouble setting up her tent. Uh, and then when Richie asks for a little bit of help with his one, she sort of lingers in the background. Um, meanwhile, Faith is having a great time saying, this is glamping, girls. Mm. I just like, she's got a can-do, like, positive a- attitude and energy that just nobody else is really bringing. Here. She's really going for it. So Richie starts singling out the girls to have a little bit of alone time. Um, he picks Rachel first. They talk about traveling together whilst they gather some firewood. Uh, He inquires about her family and tries to gauge what kind of reaction he's going to get when he goes to visit them in the next episode. 
Um, Rachel says, if Richie and her dad find a few things in common, he'll likely want to steal Richie away and marry him himself. <laughs> Imagine that. Fancy that, though. Uh, two men getting married? I don't know if that could happen in this country. Isn't it funny to think about it? It's just crazy. I mean, like, I, I, I just don't see it happening. No, I mean... <laughs> there would have to be, like, there would have to be a plebiscite. Yeah. Oh, I don't there, know. There would definitely have to be a plebiscite. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Richie steals Alex away next. Um, at this point, Richie has had a few um, Han super dries. Uh, he confesses that uh, he and Alex are so alike in so many ways and that he really likes her. Um, she says, you just make me happy. Uh, and then they reminisce on the time uh, a week ago when she showed him pictures of her son. Um, but guess what? He's still emotionally torn and, quote, has a lot of questions about her situation as a single mom. Uh, this is episode 13, if you are keeping count. And so I believe that an episode represents a week on this show. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. One episode is meant to be one week of real time. Well, you know, loosely enough, but uh, but as as far as the fiction goes, at least. Yeah. So what is that? That's over three months. He's had three months to think yeah. about this. That's heartbreaking. And at this point, yeah, this woman is so invested mm. in him. So anyway, um, the, the, they all play I Never around the campfire, um, also known as Never Have I Ever, which is a very confusing title. So Nikki pretty much straight away drops the killer line, Never Have I Ever Stolen Richie Away from a Group, and then she does it. Hell yeah! That is playing the game. I, it was really good. It, it was, was really a great cool. move. Mm-hmm. But can I just say, mm. Richie has no concept of what this game is. <laughs> I didn't pick up on this. What was I wasn't looking at Richie. What was Richie doing? So, Richie had to ask Faith what the game was called, <laughs> what the rules were. <laughs> like, how have you, in what backwards Western Australian world I mean, do you come true. from? That's bizarre, that, Where you it? don't know what this game is. Yeah. Because everyone does. I mean, I don't know why. Were well, you not 16 ever? Yeah. Maybe he skipped some ages. Maybe he was like cryogenically frozen, baby. Shagadelic, yeah. Do you think that he was born on February like 28th? Ooh, maybe. You mean 29th, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, where he's four years old. Yeah. Oh, man. I like that a lot. Richie's just a tiny little baby. He doesn't know any better. I think that's what's happening. He just doesn't know. Mm, it's interesting because they must have known that when they picked him for the for the role. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's been a little while since we caught up with Nikki. Um, she wants him to know that she misses him. She says, I love being in your arms. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and Richie says she brings out the best in him before asking her the exact same questions about hometowns and her family that he's asked everybody else so far. Oh, yeah. And he calls her beautiful as well. Go, Richie. Woo! Hey. Nice job. Um, okay. I'm going to drink. Uh, yeah, drink, of course. Yeah. So the group wake up the next morning. They start thinking about making breakfast, um, which they all do their part of, except for Elena, who's still sort of sidelined. Um, Richie steals her away next. He asks how she's enjoying the camping. She says it's not something that she would normally do on her own. It's very new to her. Uh, and she wonders what will happen if her family doesn't like him on Hometowns. He doesn't have much of an answer. Uh, he says hopefully that they can work it out because family is everything. Uh, and at this point, Elena says she may potentially fall in love with him. But until he meets the family, she can't give him her all. Um, in his little in-the-moment interview, Richie confesses Elena's attitude is putting a lot of strain on the relationship that they're trying to build. Uh-oh, sounds like a red flag. I wonder if she's going to get sent home. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. Mm. 
Um, Richie is feeling the pressure that the show is adding to his life or whatever. Um, and so he wants, he wants to let loose with some activities. What's a camping trip without activities, Max? I don't know. Can we just touch quickly on the Elena thing there? Because Richie's like, oh, I don't know if we're gelling. I don't know if that's right for us. And what he's effectively saying is she doesn't like camping, but I really like camping. That, I guess that's about well, what it boils down to, yeah. Uh, and I kind of think, like, it's pretty sick that she is open enough to be like, no, nah, I don't really like this, this isn't for me. When you can see some of the other girls, Rachel especially, I guess, in this episode, although she is very outdoorsy, really, like, hamming up the fact that she loves the outdoors. Oh, totally. Like, pretending so hard that it's completely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I love setting up tents. They used to call me Tenty Rachel. And I always told them to stop because that's not a good nickname. But uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't stop, and that uh, really ruined my childhood. Um, so anyway, Richie, uh, yeah. So the first activity that he puts together is for Nikki, Rachel, and Faith, and it's called kayak polo. So they've got to paddle on some kayaks and try and get a ball into a net, just like in water polo. Uh, it's Richard. It's oh. so the teams are Richie and Nikki versus Rachel and Faith. Um, and here we get some fucking more fucking GoPro footage of sports being played. And I'm so bored by this season and all of the focus on this stuff. It's so tedious. Nikki scores the first goal. At this point, it occurs to me that we could just end this thing right here. It could just be a golden goal scenario, but no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ra- no, no. Rachel and Faith, uh, they play a mean game. They're sort of like, uh, uh they're kind of like the filthy Philly Flyers of kayak polo. Um, and it pays off and they win. Um, yeah. So good. It doesn't really seem to change anything. They're just blowing off some steam, I guess. Um, faith gets stolen away for a quick chat next. Um, Richie says his problem with faith is that, um, they have fun together. I guess they have a lot of fun. He's worried that they can't like talk about the real stuff. This is about the only black mark on faith that I think that he can even come up with. Um, Faith is sort of struggling a little bit, articulating her nerves about him meeting her family. Um, She's avoiding eye contact. She's holding a glass of wine. But she says, I do really like you. Am I allowed to kiss you? Um, So it is a group date. They don't kiss. Um, They have a weird little side hug thing. But I really think the awkwardness here kind of came out of nowhere, except maybe Faith might have had a few too many. But what do you think was going on here? Did you feel some discomfort? Yeah, you're right. It did feel kind of awkward in the sense that, like, Faith you know, is clearly having a little bit of difficulty expressing what's going on. And that's being more or less cast to us as the audience, Mm. as the reason that she's being sent home, you know, and what it boils down to perhaps is that she's in inarticulate. Is that what he's saying? I mean, I guess so. He doesn't really say it in so many words. I think he's just like, Mm. "Mm, I'm not getting the like perfect (laughs) vibes from this person that I get from my favorite podcast. Because he might be inarticulate. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, that's a good match. You're right. It is so rich for him to accuse her of not being able to get in touch with the real stuff. That's true, because that's that's rich. That is, it's the delicious irony of this Mm. season, you know, that he is accusing her, he the robot, is accusing her of not being able to open up emotionally when she is saying, look... You're dating five women, yeah. and I really like you, yeah. and I hope you take me to the next bit, because yeah. I'd like to see where this goes. Can I kiss you? And he's saying, that's not enough. Yeah. That's just not enough yeah. emotional depth for me. And he, like, what has he given her? Exactly. Have we seen anything like 
to reciprocate that. I think that's the thing with Elena as well. That's the ultimate irony of Richie is like he is uh-huh. his whole season has been about like testing these women and finding like the perfect specimen as I guess the show is about, but like finding someone wow. who is flexible and who is willing to do the things that he wants to do and stuff like Move that. Move to Perth. Move to Perth, exactly. But it's not like it's not realistic and he's not exhibiting any of those same qualities back to anybody else at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. There are hints of it. There are moments of it when he seems to be bonding with them in some real way. But they're so few and far between. But anyway, we can't get bogged down. There's a lot more to go. The next, um, the next activity, um, which is Alex and Elena, um, it's a billy cart race. Um, they set it up like we're going to see some, some like Fury Road shit um, with all the music and you know all the clothes and I guess it's not that much like Fury Road. The costumes <laughs> in that movie are outrageous. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty tame. Um, one annoying thing that I notice here is like um, the the producers and Richie are now like fully ganging up on Elena cause just 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 because she hasn't been quite as cooperative as the others. So, like, when she gets on board her billy cart... Do you get on board a billy cart? I guess you don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm not I think sure. you board a side carriage, but you... I think you mount? Do you mount? Mount, yeah. I that's think you what definitely you you mount, mount a, a billy cart. Yep. So, when she... <laughs> When Elena mounts her billy cart, uh, Richie's like, oh, good on you. Uh, good to see you participating in all that shit. And it's like, just let her do it. Don't make a whole big Stop deal out of it. Stop a patronizing dick, you patronizing dick. Ooh, that's a big word for you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, Alex makes a big, uh, a, a good start, um, but Richie wins the race. Uh, Elena falls off her cart. Uh, and then they just race a few more times. Like, it really sucks all the energy out because there's, there's no real drama here. It's just more mm. fucking GoPro sports footage. Look, I really have been thinking about this, and I think that the producers are quite hamstrung by Richie mm. Mm. in that there's not much more that they can really do with him, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like, his main things are being a petrol head and being interested in sports. So I guess they've just got to keep scratching that itch. Like, there's nothing... Like, they're not going to go to some art gallery together or whatever because he's just not interested. No, I mean, and that's exactly the thing, you know? Like, there's not, like, a lot more that they can explore because he, as a bachelor... Mm. And this is a fault completely of casting. Sure. Because I think that they probably looked at him last season and went... Australia loves this guy. Sure, but I think Australia loved the way that he handled that situation, the way that he was with Sam and that sort of mm-hmm, thing as mm-hmm. well. And then without yes. that stuff, with that stuff stripped away, uh, he's sort of left standing on his own. So just as I'm sitting there thinking, like, this is so fucking boring, like, we're just racing carts for no reason, um, this is when Richie says, oh, wow, that is legitimately epic, <laughs> which is uh, one, of my, one of my top favorite oh. Richie lines. Um, thank you, dude. Um, so basically, in, in VO, in voiceover, Richie says, thanks to this camping trip, he now knows which four women he is closest to and whose family, or whose families. <laughs> They're not all related. Um, <laughs> Whose who's families he wants to meet. Um, smash cut to the rose ceremony. Um, cool. Everyone's all dolled up. They're playing the music. It's it's quite weird. Like because they yep. haven't they weren't at the mansion all episode, so they're just there kind of no there. Explaining. No, mm-hmm. um, but thank God there is some explanation um, that is presented to us by Osher Ginsburg, um, who has been sorely missing from this episode. Where I mean. Where where has he been? I mean, he didn't he didn't necessarily have to be there, but like any episode that doesn't feature him very prominently, um, barely worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, Osha uh, he looks terrific tonight. I gotta say, he looks great in an electric blue suit. Uh, he reminds the girls 
He reminds the girls that there are only four roses this time around. Osha, you dummy. You forgot one of the roses again. Mm, it's his thing. We talked about this, man. You're really hurting people's feelings. <laughs> so Richie enters the room and he gradually hands out the four roses to Rachel, Nikki, Alex and Elena. So uh, in a move that totally surprised me, at least based on the episode, like based up until this point, uh, he sends Faith home. Yeah, it was interesting. Mm. I feel like looking at the previews, um, here's one thing that I know about reality TV. Uh The people who edit the previews are not the same people who edit the shows, or at least it is that way for shows like Survivor and shows that I am particularly fond of and have looked a lot into the editing process of. So, yeah, what happens here is that the previews from Channel 10 were edited by the Channel 10 people and the show was edited by the Bachelor people. And... When you see the preview, say something like, you won't believe that Elena does this. Yep. It's a pretty safe bet that Elena's not going home that week because they're not going to spoil the outcome of their episode. And it's also a pretty fair bet that you will believe what Elena did this week or whatever. Uh, Sure, absolutely. It's rarely in the realm of the unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at uh, Faith this episode. I knew it wasn't going to be Nikki. I felt like we didn't have enough drama for it to be Alex. So really, realistically... It was going to be Faith, Rachel, or Elena. Yeah, I agree. We ruled Elena out. So we were down to Faith and Rachel. Yep. And then Rachel got the first rose. So it was pretty much done from that point. Tension was done. I mean, there's only so many roses to hand out. You can't really build that much tension over like a four-name process. The rose ceremony is over pretty quickly at this point in the game. Yeah, it is. Um, Although I will say like they've done a pretty good job of executing it uh, strategically. I think over the last few episodes in the way that they give, for example, the first... Rose went to Rachel this episode, um, which sucked a lot of the air out and of my theory, but it then also made me mm. rethink what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, true. I agree. Mm. Um, so Faith is teary as she leaves the group. Um, Richie pulls her aside, says she's amazing. Um, and she says, I've had such an amazing journey and you're such a great guy. Um, Richie... And she believes that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Richie, on the other hand, like, he really doesn't seem too upset about it at all. They show his he's face... He's like, see ya. He's, like, just sort of vaguely looking off camera. He's probably looking at, like, a big tray of food they've got for, like, after the <laughs> ceremony. Um, but Faith, Faith is pretty upbeat in the limo home. She says he's a great guy, and whoever he chooses will be one lucky girl. Uh, and there's one unlucky girl less in the competition. Mm. It's the end of the episode. Um, Let's move on. We ought to get right into it. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. The Bachelor Australia. Oh, sorry. Let me... <clears throat> the Bachelor right. Australia. It's worse the harder I try. I've learned that. Yeah. Do, about... you want me to, do you want me to give it a go? Oh, Max, I'd love that. Would you please? It's oh. season four, episode 14. <clears throat> just so you know. Thank you. All right. It's oh, The God. Bachelor Australia. Season four, episode 14. Yeah. So we've got Nikki... We've got Alex, we've got Elena, and we've got Rachel left. Um, Mm. We get an extremely dramatic intro that teases a lot of family fighting in this episode. Uh, And then we jump into it. Richie is shaving shirtless in the mirror. Um, It's a real glamour shot. I think maybe his muscles are oiled up. Um, If someone wants to go back and rewatch the tapes, like we were watching this one live just a second ago, but Mm. if if you guys want to check on template or something like that, um, I know I'll be bookmarking it. Um, For what reason? Uh, um, you know, just oh, just for the podcast, man. We just got to keep Great. it, make sure we're on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Richie's making a smoothie. 
Um, I bet he wishes he was a bit more of a smoothie himself. Um, All right. Okay. Thank you. You um, wrote that Ri- one down. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Richie wants to find out who these women are and what a relationship would be like. So the best way to do it, have some fucking hometowns, dude. Now, hometowns on The Bachelor are the equivalent of, like, regionals on Glee or something. Is that right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, um, so if you haven't watched the show for whatever reason, um, get your life together. But uh, <laughs> at this stage of the competition, with four women left, uh, it's time for Richie to go and visit the families and uh, the hometowns of the four remaining women. Um, get to know them, get to know their area, see what their lifestyle might be like in a vague sort of way, uh, and get grilled by the family and or friends... Uh, and or other legal guardians, whatever, of the uh, of the women he's been talking to all this time. It's an interesting week. Big week. Hard to hide anything. Yeah, I was surprised by a lot of what happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, though, I just had a hard time telling where we were. It was like, you know, Toto, we're not we're not in Mudgy anymore. That's right. I don't recognize the beautiful uh, flora and fauna of the Mudgy surrounds. Um, that we're so used to from the regular show. Um, <laughs> instead, we jump right to the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria. Uh, which I know is, where that is. Yeah. Well, that's not... I mean, that's the same state you live in, right? So you have to know yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Look, I've been there once. Um, there are some beautiful hot springs in the Mornington Peninsula. Okay. Um, and it, it's also near that place called Frankston, um, which is where that amazing... Do you remember there was this Facebook post about this guy who was eating a bag of hot chips? Uh, at Frankston train station. I don't Do you know remember it this. Doesn't really ring a bell. Okay, so like Frankston's kind of like a coastal seaside kind of rat bag town, I think. Mm-hmm. And so there's this guy there, and he's got a bag of hot chips, and there are like seagulls around him, flocking around him at the train station as he's eating his hot chips. Mm-hmm. And he's just sort of sitting there, and the train arrives, and it's got a few people on it, and the doors open, and the guy doesn't get on the train. Instead, what he does at Frankston train station is throw the bag of hot chips yeah. inside the train <laughs> and yeah. all the seagulls fly in. <laughs> and then the train, like the next stop is five so minutes So it's full away. of people? Yeah. <laughs> and it's That's just amazing. fucking chaos. It's such a good, like, oh, it, it, like That's it's an the incredible worst thing that image. you can do. But it's and, so wonderful. I love that story so much. And the beauty of it is he's like he's not even there to witness what happens afterwards. He just gets Mm-mm. to imagine it. Um, no. As those people deal with that chaos. Yeah, he gets to just think about the carnage and the like four seconds of it that he gets to see before yeah. the train makes its way to the next stop. <laughs> um, so the Mornington Peninsula is Alex's hometown. And so she's mm-hmm. up first. Um, Richie says Alex is strong, intelligent and beautiful. And these are the things that made him notice her from night one. Now, Alex is the one with a child. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. And we will talk mm. about that a lot uh, in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> um, but also the white rose um, has played a big element in their relationship. Um, so she's been able to come up and talk to him every week if she wants to, which is, means that, you know, they've been able to get to know each other quite well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Richie still has this hang up um, about the fact that she's a young mom. Um, he says that he wants to meet her family, uh, and he says he wants to quote, see where she spends her time as a mum, which is really weird. Cause it's like, you're not being a mum when you do everything. Sometimes <laughs> you're like going to the gym or like going to the bakery or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's not like mum exclusive gyms and bakeries, right? No, not as far as I know. Although Maybe if anyone's a member of this, uh, underbelly. <laughs> 
Uh, please let us know. Um, well, maybe not in Victoria. That's not even you can't even watch Underbelly in Victoria. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's against it's the still law. Banned. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, I better watch it if I because I'm thinking about moving to Melbourne. I better watch it before I go. Yeah, I think that that's a really good idea. I haven't seen it, and it is one of my great life regrets. Yeah, I mean, if you never leave Melbourne, you'll go to your grave without having watched it. Wow. What if you're on tour? Does that? I mean, that's safe, right? That's fine. That's fine. They yeah. can't trace that. No, um, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure, but like the Colosimos, in some way, I feel like will know <laughs> on a spiritual level. Yeah. Um, well, you know, they have their ways. <laughs> Okay, so Alex has been thinking, and she thinks that they shouldn't rush into a meeting with her son, Elijah. Maybe uh, maybe they'll meet if she's the last woman standing, but not while Richie's still dating three other women. Um, which, you know, he takes that okay. He says it would have been nice to meet him, but it's not a deal breaker. Um, I think that's a pretty mature decision. I wouldn't rush into that. I've seen that happen before on Bachelor, and it's not super pretty. It's interesting that this is how it's happened, because last season, there was an any hesitation whatsoever from Shnizana when true. she wanted to introduce her daughter to Sam. Yeah. And so Shnizana, and there was this beautiful scene, and I felt like we'd been drummed up all season for, for Richie to meet this child. Yeah, and that's true. We, like, we've seen the photos, and it was yeah. kind of a letdown. Like, I respect the decision by Alex, and I totally understand it as a person within a family. But as a, like, if we were to look at this from a purely strategic perspective... Mm. And also from like an editing perspective, like the fact that it's felt like it's building towards that is not an accident. Um, no. But yet it kind of gets dropped out of nowhere that it's not going to happen. We're not going to get that. Yeah. It was Indian given. Maybe there was some negotiation that was taking place. Like Alex was trying to get some thing from the producers in return for bringing Elijah on or something. It's it's hard Duplo to know. It's speculation. Like, what are kids like? I don't know. Um, Minecraft... Formula, yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, I'll do it if you give me food to feed my infant child because <laughs> I'm so desperate. <laughs> I think she's going to be okay, dude. Yeah. Um, but okay, so no no kid. What what do we do on this hometown? Um, well, good thing Alex has quote-unquote organized a little picnic for them um, where she reveals that Richie will meet her mum, uh, Joe, her sister, Abby, her brother, Adam, and her sister-in-law, Simone. Um, and apparently Adam, the brother, is the one to look out for. Um, he's meant to be really protective. Um, Alex jokes that he's a gun owner. Um, gulp. Uh, so anyway, Richie arrives. They sit down to a big pasta-bake meal. Uh, and Richie reckons he's in for a bit of a grilling. Alex's brother asks if he's ever been in a relationship with a parent before. And Richie squirms. Um, they play some tense, dramatic music as Alex's mom outlines her desire for her daughter's partner to have a sense of humor, but also to be loyal, trustworthy, and honest. And, wow. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, the, 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 the real red flag here is that none of these things sound like Richie. Like, none of these things <laughs> sound difficult to attain or like, you know, uh, like an unreasonable request, but uh, for Richie, maybe slightly out of his grasp. Um, Alex's brother then asks if he's ever cheated on a partner and Network 10 cuts to commercial. Well, it's really interesting that he says, no, he's never cheated on a partner. Mm. Well, you know, you kind of have been dating 25 women at the same time. Yeah, you could make an argument. You could make an argument. Someone I feel like could probably say to you, Richie, there are some people who might have some vested interest in you. Yeah. More than one person at the same time. But I think to that, he would probably just say, oh, I meant like 
actual dating, <laughs> like with feelings and romance and stuff. Not this. Um, so they milk Alex's brother Adam for all he's worth uh, when he pulls Richie aside. Uh, so he's playing this tough guy role, uh, and he gives Richie what I would consider to be a, a firm but fair uh, shakedown. Um, he feels that Richie is a little too polished, um, that he might be telling him what he wants to hear, uh, and maybe he really isn't actually that prepared to enter Alex's real life. Um, and Richie is sort of just keeps calling Adam mate to defuse the situation. I don't know if you caught this. He started saying mate like three times a sentence just to make sure. Mate replaced every beautiful, every gorgeous, every (laughs) absolutely, every epic that you can think of. Like the only word that came out of his word, like mouth, was mate. Yeah. Mate, 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 mate. It was like the uh, Finding Nemo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mate. Mate. Um, maybe he's just got two settings, like one for when he's talking to women, which is like, oh, gorgeous, beautiful, absolutely, oh, you're a vision. And then he's got one where he's talking to a man and he just, oh, mate, oh, g'day, Osha, oh, Adam, g'day, mate. Now, a couple of things that I want to raise here. Okay. Number one, Alex's son is really old. <laughs> he's very old for an infant, yeah. He looks quite different to the pictures. He doesn't look anything like the pictures, and that made me really angry. And the second thing was, like, his eyebrows have been growing for longer than four years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's true. Maybe maybe the eye, the eyebrows were there before the baby. Um, she just kind of glued them on or something. <laughs> and the second and more pressing thing, the actual serious thing that I want to talk about here, mm-hmm. fuck the discourse that begins at this point that is... Oh, my dad might beat you up, or like my brother has guns, yeah. or you know, like the threats of violence and physical violence, and that that is part of our cultural doctrine. Yeah, I mean, this is it the is just shit. This is the problem with with this episode, and it, it comes up every single time we do hometowns. Um, this this very patriarchal sort of like I have to get my dad's permission, or I have to, you know my brother has to approve, or like oh, that all these men in my life are so protective. I don't want to make this decision without their support or without checking it with them or whatever. It's really mm-hmm. upsetting. It's really upsetting. It, and especially when physical shit gets involved. Sure. And that's like, that was the thing, you know, like on the one hand, to cut briefly to what happens with Elena in a minute, yeah. you know, Elena says something like, oh, I need my dad's opinion. My dad's opinion goes. Yeah. And like, while I really admired what her dad said and I felt he was very correct in his assessment. Sure. The fact that he beat the shit out of him in boxing and also that she she isn't allowed to have her own opinion or that she doesn't realize that her opinion is what matters yeah is really frustrating to me on a, like a fundamental level it's super upsetting cuz like i i think i mean i don't i don't know your family particularly well but i i like to think that my family would be like a lot more sort of progressive than this and would want to have like a more open and and uh uh equal sort of discourse about it um, sure and seeing that like Around Australia and around the world, like not everyone is in that same place. Not everybody mm-hmm. thinks that same way, um, and some people are, you know, unaware that they're being sort of looked over or I don't know, repressed or whatever. Alex's mum, Alex's mum says she can see the connection between her daughter and Richie, and like I am glad that we are hearing from Alex's mum. Uh, it is like gradual, you know, it's it, finally we're hearing from her. Um, they do seem to be like the third or fourth per- per- person who gets spoken to uh, in most of these dates. Um, but Alex tells her that she's definitely falling for him. Um, she has, quote, wonderful feelings about him and, quote, could definitely see herself falling in love with him. Um, which is nice. So the date's pretty much over. Um, 
and she pulls Richie to the side and says, I didn't want you to go away not knowing, um, you know, because Alex notoriously is very chill and uh, she plays things very close to the chest. And a lot, <laughs> a lot of people have a problem with that about her, but actually, like, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool. Um, anyway, she says, I think I'm falling for you. I am. I feel it. And it's exciting and it's very scary, um, but I am. I am falling for you completely. That's, uh, that's, that's as, as, as straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, they pash like wildfire, uh, and then Richie just cuts and runs. It's the first of a few immediate, like, passion dash goodbyes. Uh, he does a few of them. There's a few of those tonight, and it's very strange. I guess, uh, somebody made the joke on Twitter that, like, the Uber surge rate had just dropped down or something, so he was like, oh, I, re- I really gotta go pronto. Um... <laughs> Anyway, that's that's sort of the end of that. What do you reckon? I don't know. She's, I mean, she didn't go home. Look, physically, they have, they appear to have the most chemistry. There is the most like animal instinct, carnal, yeah. whatever, and like sloppy mouth noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole bit, like they want, they clearly want each other. It's kind of like watching um, JoJo making out with Luke at the end of last season of Bachelorette US. Yes. Um, like they had all this physical chemistry and he was this like sort of lone cowboy type type guy and she was like, oh, it was so hot or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, good on you. That'll get you a long way. Yeah, but the thing is like if he is carrying her along like and he clearly is on the basis of that, and still mm. just, just saying, like, oh, I'm still not sure about the kid thing. Yeah. That's a really shitty thing to do to a person. I mean, I don't want to say it, but I feel like maybe he just wants to fuck her next week and then send her home. I Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't want to judge his motives quite in that way, but it does appear to be that, like, mm. what is... The story that is being written of what's happening to Alex yeah. is perhaps, you know, like, not a fair one to her. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, anyway, up next is Olena, um, and she's from Sydney, New South Wales. Hey, I've been there. Is it near Mudgee? Um, vaguely, same uh, same state. Um, I like so you're Mudgee. not too far off. You should mm-hmm. come visit Sydney. It's like it's kind of like a big Mudgee. Okay, it's like Mudgee, but there's more of it. It's cool. Um, she's playing some tennis, <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, on on her own. I guess at this point, it's unclear. Yeah, weird. Maybe it's wall ball. Weird. It's not table tennis where you just like prop the table up and you converse yourself if you're training. Yeah, no, exactly. It's not a Forrest Gump situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in voiceover, she reveals that her dad was a professional boxer and has a few Ukrainian championship titles uh, under his belt. Seemingly out of nowhere, she drops this. Just a few lying Um, around. Yeah, you know. Um, Richie literally says, of all the women I'm taking on a hometown date, Olena is lit, uh, is easily the most mysterious. Uh, drink um, heavily. Does he truly say that? Did he say he that? He literally says those exact words. I didn't hear he that. He says, of all the is... women I'm taking on a hometown date, Olena is easily the most mysterious. When I'm oh, weighing geez. the mysteriousness of all of these four women, I have to think that Olena is the front runner on that particular attribute. Oh, That's word for word God. what he says. So yeah, there's still a lot that he is doesn't. Is it really? I can't like. I don't believe you. No, Did seriously. Did he actually say that? He goes like, um, I truly believe that when it comes to mystery and like probably even having read a lot of mystery novels and watched a lot of mystery television and movie oh, programs, God. that um, it must be Elena who is in charge of all of that stuff because boy oh boy, I just can't crack that nut. <laughs> it's quite a long scene of dialogue. 
because really it's voiceover. Up until the point where you said uh, mystery novel, Wait, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'm not you sure either. Got me. You really got me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So there's there's a lot he doesn't know about Elena, um, and so we're doing this exact fucking story beat again with her. Mm. Like, oh, what's she? Oh, what's oh, what's going? Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So we are unraveling. I don't know. I don't want to buy into the, the language even. But we're learning some things about Elena that we don't know about already. She apparently puts hours of blood and sweat into this very tennis court every day. She's been playing since she was nine years old. Um, mm-hmm. And so she starts giving Richie some coaching. Richie apparently had no idea that tennis was such a big part of her life. Of course he didn't fucking ask. Um, but, <laughs> but he, of course, as well, he makes sure to point out that she looks really good playing tennis. Like fucking, that's all you have, Richie. That's Please. all that he's like. Truly, that's what he's got at this point. This is what we know of him to have. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not surprised. Realistically, as I was saying before, like I feel like the producers are really just kind of stuck with him at this point. Yeah, and it, like it's their own fault. But at the same time, what they're, more can you do with him at this point? I, yeah, they're just kind of letting it play out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elena did five hours of tennis school and two hours of regular school every day growing up. And that's actually like, to me, that's very interesting. Um, now let me just pick you up there because she said, yeah, I did five hours of tennis school mm-hmm. and two hours of normal school. She didn't say every day. Oh, she didn't point out that it was per day. No, I think that oh. she might've just done two hours of normal school. <laughs> she like, like that being the case, she is suspiciously literate. Maybe. Do you reckon she did two hours of regular school and she was like, this isn't good. I'm going to go play tennis. I'm going to go play tennis for five hours and then work in the fields in yeah. Poland. And then the next day she went online and she saw submissions for The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Richie doesn't ask her about it. Richie doesn't care about that sort of thing. He wants no. to know um, He wants to know what her family's going to think of him because uh, he thinks that they're going to be very traditional. Uh, and obviously, he thinks Ukraine is so confusing and mysterious that he doesn't know what to expect. He's never been to Eastern Europe. He's never dated a woman from Europe, despite the fact that we had a whole episode about his European heritage not two weeks ago. That's right, yeah. And making other people uh, come to understand that and, you know, like putting the impetus on them to learn about his life and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, Elena... Oh, boy. Yeah, Elena looks up to her dad a lot. Um, he's on the top, as she says. Um, and Richie looks forward to not being punched by him, I guess. She says, if you piss him off, you'd better run for your life. Jesus. Yeah, this is fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is fucked. I want to make jokes about it, but it's pretty upsetting. Um, and I hope... Um, I hope this stuff isn't on the show anymore. I guess we've kind of jumped that hoop now. Maybe we'll be through it. Um, Elena literally says she's shitting bricks, um, which I think is funny. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really funny as well, especially because it followed like him saying something so menial, like, are you having a nice day? And she's yeah. like, I'm shitting bricks. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't even fucking answer you right now. <laughs> Um, maybe my favorite thing is that her family instantly greet the two of them with like the sweetest big smiles. Um, maybe it's just cause I've got some Eastern European family and some heritage and stuff, but these people actually seem so lovely. Like they're really welcoming. Yeah. They're really encouraging. Um, they, they drink some spicy vodka, um, and Richie goes a little bit red. Um, did you, <laughs> that was pretty funny okay. actually. 
Yeah, it was so funny. This reminded me so much of, uh, you know, as he's going red and being like, no, I like it. It's good. Yeah. Do you recall Peter Hellier in Skit House and his skit where he loves beer? <laughs> um, only with the vaguest uh, recollection. Let me fill you in because this is the best Skit House skit, I believe. <laughs> okay. Sorry, hot girl in the comic shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. I like Sorry, go on. don't like there are some really good tripod sketches in Skit House. Oh, for sure. Um and also like Pete Elliott had a couple of shining moments that where he plays Robin to uh Dave Callan's or Callanan's Batman mm-hmm. is really good mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah, but I remember. The thing, yeah. The thing where he loves beer is like he's just this guy who clearly doesn't love beer. Right. And like he's just playing it up in a social setting where he'll pour the beer and it gets like all down his front and mm-hmm. it goes all over his tummy and he's like, I love beer. I love beer so much. <laughs> Do I look, is this the face of a person who doesn't love beer? <laughs> and it's just like, it's my favorite, favorite skit house sketch. And watching Richie reenact that yeah. with the like Bulgarian spice drink. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. So rich, so sweet. So Peter Hellier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He clearly doesn't love it. Um, but, you know, he's putting on a brave face. Uh, he starts to recount his first date with Elena, which, if you don't remember, took place on a motorbike, which her dad does not seem to love. Um, Richie quickly backpedals. Uh, he says he was driving carefully with her, and there's, uh, you know, there's never any need to ride like an idiot and all that stuff. And then he, like, immediately changes the subject um, to uh, Elena's dad's boxing career, um, which apparently involved hundreds of matches. It's, like, very interesting stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you might not know this, but yeah, there was the thriller in Manila that he uh, competed in. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big one. Uh-huh. Um, there was also some weird incident where he bit off a dude's ear. And then you may have also seen him uh, training on the steps, you know, maybe like by the Liberty Bell or something like that as he's preparing to take on Apollo Creed mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a fight to the death. Mm-hmm. You may have seen him do that. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I did oversee that <laughs> just as I was walking mm-hmm. home. Uh, we... Is he the villain in Creed? Who, Rocky? No, 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 Elena's dad. Oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was playing around with the idea that maybe the villain in Creed is just the vocalist. <laughs> What's his name, Scott Scott Stapp? No, that's something Scott's... else. Mm, no, Scott Stapp is maybe Puddle of Mud. Ugh. Or is it, no, 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 who's the guy in Creed? We're oh, going to keep going. I yeah, feel like his should... name's like Craig or, yeah, he's, he's a Scott. Oh, Scott Stapp, is he dead? Is he the, the guy from... Um, What's that? They sing plush stone temple pilots. Max, we can't release this. You and I are both audio boys. Our fans will be furious. <laughs> Everyone's screaming at their iPhones right now. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Fuck! It's the guy that we all know, you know and we know that his name train. is Scott Stapp." You got it exactly right. You got it in one. It's Was him. I actually right? Yeah, you were right. Oh, fuck! It's so good being a genius. Yeah, you've really done it. Mm. Who's the stone temple pilot singer then? Who's he's dead? He's definitely dead. Queens of the Stone Temple Pilots? No. I don't know. Um, he's, I mean, he's definitely dead. Scott Weiland. Ah, yes. Mm. And who's the guy from Newcastle? He does a lot of punk shows. Uh, he's a good friend. He works in a record shop sometimes. Oh, uh, He's band Paper Thin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Too yep. much. Hi, Spencer. Too you much. don't listen to the show. It's fine. <laughs> He'll start. I'll tweet at him. <laughs> How much of this are we deleting? <laughs> so much. Yeah. Not this, though. No. So, uh, Andre, which is, I should have established, uh, Elena's dad, um, decides to take Richie outside to test his muscles with some of Andre's boxing equipment. 
Um, this is, you know, it's wildly unnecessary. <laughs> it's not required of this date, but it is fairly entertaining. Um, watching watching these dudes try not to punch each other too hard, I guess, because both of them are like fit. Yeah, and neither of them want to be the one who like accidentally cold cocks the other guy or whatever. The thing here is like. You know how like kids have that argument at school where like my dad could beat your dad up? Sure, yeah. This dude could still beat Richie up. Yeah, absolutely. As much as it's disgusting that we are having this conversation and yeah. this happens, yeah. This dude could beat the fuck I mean there's out of no Richie. question. There's absolutely no question. Let's just hope it doesn't come to that uh, he is on this date. Vicious. Yeah. So Elena's mum, who again, like she's been totally sidelined up until now. Um, mm-hmm. But she she asks if Richie has made his decision yet about like which one of these girls he's actually gonna fucking be with, uh, and he squirms and he sweats a little bit more. Um, he says he definitely is ready to set down, um, although his life in WA would mean that he would have to compromise with Elena, who is Sydney based, uh, and you know the family don't like the idea of him taking her away, so they kind of bury that point, I guess. Well, look, it's kind of a different answer to the one that he gave Alex's family about how, well, his work's very flexible and he can compromise. And does he like Mornington more than he likes uh, Sydney? Is this what we're getting well, from Richie That's here? what had me so confused and like had me pretty much convinced that Elena was not going to get picked was mm. he was really uncomfortable around the family and like was not willing to give them any really good answers. I mean, he was a little bit like that with Rachel, who we'll talk about next. Um, but like just seeing his resistance to like agree to anything or whatever, um, it's very strange. Like you just feel like his heart's not in it. Yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, Elena asks Andre if Richie is the one for her. Uh, and that's when he says that that's actually not for him to decide. Um, which like, yes, good work, dad. Like that's what the, that's the only acceptable answer, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, he he says the right thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as scary as he is, like what he says is, you know, uh, absolutely on the money. Yeah, and as fucked as it is that she feels like she has to ask in the first place or yes, whatever. Yes, I don't know. that's like, the other thing. It's not. It's not one hundred percent flight. Like I can, I can understand like wanting to not like blindside your family or whatever. Like I get that, mm-hmm. that that's a conversation you want to have. I just can't stand when it comes from that place of like you know I'll only do it if he says it's fine or if you know if the system is going to keep working the way that it does or whatever, you know? Well, yeah, look, she's literally asking him to make her decision for her. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a little bit different to what we were talking about before, where she doesn't realize that it's her decision. To yeah. Make. It almost There's feels like autonomy. It almost feels like she doesn't want to have that decision. Like she wants to have mm-hmm. it taken from her. Very much. Um, so she hopes that he's going to want to move to Sydney. Um, and her dad warns that he probably isn't going to want that. Um, yeah, fat chance. Again, like, he's he seems pretty wise. He seems to know what's going on. Uh, anyway, I checked Twitter for a second, and then I looked back, and Richie and Elena were making out. So good on you guys. Did a really um, good job of it, too. They got oh, right yeah. in there. Yeah, these guys, are, these guys are pros. They know what they're doing. Um, We've been there. Oh, you've... Wait, you've been there? No, 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 not me personally. Oh, okay. Um, I also wanted to highlight, um, it's really nice that they got Asha Ketty in to play the character of Lena's mom on, <laughs> on this one. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like, love... it's crazy that she's not too busy doing the rest of the 
you know, Silver Logie award-winning things that sure. she does on Australian television. Sure. And she just had time to fill in. It's great. I love. That's the one thing I love about hometown, hometown Dates is it is the chance for um, Bachelor's casting agents to really, like, put their feelers out there into the world of Australian drama um, and just mm-hmm. really, like, capture the best of the best. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. And I can't believe that Nina actually decided on this show to have that second baby. <laughs> I think it meant Nina... There was a Nina on this show, wasn't there? Oh, there was, wasn't there? No, that was Noni. Oh, God. What a mess. Let's, we have to keep going. There's <laughs> so much we more show. Up was next, Nina? Oh, I don't know. Up next is Rachel, whose hometown is Perth. Um, she says it's weird to know that Richie's been living in Perth this whole time and they've never met because Richie's from Perth too. Um, a small town. Well, I mean, I mean uh, there's plenty of people in Sydney I've never met. Do you know I've never I met? I guess so. I've never met Spod. I'm a huge fan of Spod's music and of his, uh, you know, his his uh, presence online and and you know he pops up in podcasts and stuff. I've never met the guy. Spotty. Yeah. What if? Do you reckon Spotty would want to come on the podcast? Oh, that'd be great. I mean, oh, now he's been he'd mentioned. Do he'd do it for sure. That'd be amazing. That'd be that'd be incredible. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about it. Off. <laughs> that'd um, be great. Uh, so Richie's looking forward to seeing Rachel. They have a lot in common, um, such as the city they live in, and uh, um, uh, you know they were both on that boat together that one time. You remember that? They so, like the outdoors. Sure, yeah, it's one of their favorite doors. You know, <laughs> it's up there with indoors. Anyway, uh, they, they're walking along the beach together. Uh, Rachel reveals that they're going to attempt some beach fishing, um, which, according to Richie, is his favorite. Favorite what? I'm not sure. Uh, it doesn't really say. Uh, I don't know if I connect to this stuff, really. He's like, for me, lifestyle is really important, Rachel. Um, he's talking about how like it's important that they have some leisure time to kick back and relax. It's just, it, the, to me, this reads like sort of standard like rich guy nonsense. Like he's sort of mm-hmm. bragging about how much free time and energy he has and all these things that it's important for him to be able to be doing and stuff. Like, for, for, for a guy like me, like, it might seem like I finished my arts degree and I'm kind of not doing anything with my life. I work at a day <laughs> job, like, three, four days a week. But I actually don't have all that much leisure time, Max. Like, I'm out here slaving away down the old Look podcast mine, um, yep. trying to make perfect Bachelor recap podcasts for all the people out there who, um, you know, listen to it, right? You're grinding <laughs> real hard. <laughs> anyway, um... Rachel says she just feels so comfortable. So she takes Richie back to a seafood lunch as Rachel preps him for meeting her sister Jen and Jen's lawyer husband John, plus Rachel's mum and dad, plus the possibility of four brothers as well. Um, Rachel says she always listens to what her dad's got to say um, because we live in a fucking patriarchy. Um, Mm. They arrive at Rachel's family's home and more family are gradually trickling in and filling up the table throughout the night. And there's a fuckload of them. There must be like 12 people there or something. Yeah. Now, do we know that these are all paid actors or do we know like how many of them actually belong in the family? Hard to say. I would say... It's really like... Because none of them are really like given names. You know, at a certain point it does become the like the absent of the seven dwarves yeah i feel like a lot of people were just like oh i'll be on tv sure yeah put me in the background of a shot yeah um richie suddenly feels like there's a lot of eyeballs on him uh rachel's sister jen is on the attack uh and her dad is sitting back and taking it all in uh he's got a broken hand as well which i find a little bit menacing what do you reckon happened he's punching above his weight 
Hey, bada bing. Um, <laughs> Jen, um, Jen, Rachel's sister, uh, wants to find out what Richie likes about Rachel and try and gauge how serious his feelings are. So she pulls him aside. Uh, he says he can absolutely see Rachel in the future that he has planned, but he's not ready to throw the love word around willy-nilly. Interesting. It's weird because perhaps. like, he's ready to throw the beautiful word around. He's ready to throw the gorgeous word around. There are a lot of things that he's willing to throw around. It's just uh, that love word. Mm, he was throwing a fishing pole around earlier, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, Rachel's dad's impression is that Richie really likes her um, and that he's pretty sincere. Um, I think they've mentioned his sincerity, like, seemingly out of nowhere on just about every single one of these dates so far, actually, which I think is really funny because they've definitely been told to say that. Absolutely. Or, you know, in the case of Alex's brother slash son, where Mm. he says... I don't believe you. I think you're putting it on. And he comes off as, mm. like, he, he thinks Richie's, he thinks Richie's quite insincere. Yeah, that's true. I just like, when you meet someone in real life, you never gauge their sincerity. That's not something you're thinking about. You're thinking like, oh, are they, are they, do they seem good natured? Are they funny? Like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Sincerity doesn't come up for a while. I wouldn't No, think. no, no, no. But I guess that's what they're all looking for. They're all trying to find moments of insincerity so that they can disprove. Whatever. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so Richie feels like tonight went well, uh, and Rachel doesn't want to have to say goodbye. Uh, oh yeah. And, and by the way, they, they didn't catch anything when they were beach fishing earlier. Um, but they definitely could have caught something with the patch that they had on Rachel's front doorstep. Oh. Uh, pretty good. Uh, Rachel is teary after he leaves. Um, she says, you know, she doesn't want to walk away without a rose. Uh, and that's kind of the end of Rachel's time with Richie. I don't know. A bit sad, really. A bit sad. Not quite as... I still don't think it was quite as bad as Elena's, but, you know, with retrospect, I guess you can see what some of the issues were. Um, can you? What are the issues? I don't know. It just seems like, like you know, Richie's already resistant on this date. He's like, oh, I'm not going to say love. I'm not throwing it around. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't necessarily go badly. He didn't necessarily get grilled as badly here as anywhere else. But, like, his true feelings were pretty much on display. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, we're left with Nikki, uh, who lives in Northam in WA. Um, she says, my family has only met one other guy, um, which I know she's referring to the one other guy that she's been in a relationship but, but with, but also I guess like they're, maybe they're just really shut-ins, like they've never met anybody else before. <laughs> what happens if they need a plumber or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that that's allowed. the most exciting day of, on their calendar. Uh, anyway, Nikki was on Richie's first date. Uh, and also recently they sat on a bale of hay together. Um, so it'll be exciting to see how their relationship is standing today. Um, and so Nikki's fun treat for Richie, uh, is they're going to go to the Northam race club. She says, I like to go to the races. It's my thing. My dad worked here for 13 years and my sisters and I had running races along the straight every weekend. Max, I'm really sorry, man, but I actually... I, I can't stand this shit. I hate it. I hate this shit too. Don't. Okay, I'm so fucking glad you agree. I was really worried. No. Um, don't do horse torture stuff, everybody. If you can, if you can avoid it. Like even just during this week, like until we next release an episode. If you can avoid doing the horse torture stuff, I'd really appreciate it. It's actually quite bad. Yeah, it's really like, it's really not good. And this is like, I, I think I sent a tweet out from The Bachelor of Hearts. Like, I really like Nikki and... 
up until this point. You know, I've really wanted nice things to happen to her. And I'm still not sure whether sure. the nice thing that happens to her is her getting chosen by Richie or her getting not chosen by Richie. Mm. Yeah, um, you I know, mean, I don't know what I want for her, yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. But at this point, when I saw this, that this was her thing and that this is what she likes to do, I kind of felt like mm. I'm out. It's a huge knock against her. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Like, I, I was pretty much, you know, I, I wasn't excited about Nikki necessarily, but I was on board. Uh, and then this came along and instantly she just dropped so many points in my book. I Me just, too. I can't yeah. deal with that. It says such bad things about her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very telling for her to be really invested in this, like, culture around and, like, this stuff. And, like, really invested. You know, she said she totally. was the cover girl for some magazine and there was, yeah. there was another thing that happened um, where she's like on the treasury or in the board for racing country Victoria. Yeah. Western this Australia, like, whatever. She's formed part of her identity around this stuff. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know, like we thought Carly was the horse person, but as it turns out, Nikki is the horse girl <laughs> on this season. Yeah, that's true. There was a whole, uh, imagine we never get, I don't think we ever got to see Nikki and Carly are talking, but no. imagine, imagine the sparks that would fly. I can't believe they got, you know, they got voted off or Carly got voted off. To be a horse on the walls, Avi. I hope, <laughs> yeah, I hope there's paradise this season. I hope we go to uh, Bachelor in Paradise. And oh, wouldn't that on. be so good? That would be sick, except Nikki might win. Yeah. Let's see. Tonight, Richie will be meeting Nikki's mum, Barbara, and dad, Brian. Um, plus, I, I hear some names like Cousin D and Auntie Carol. Uh, Nikki has a sister named Danny, and there's a guy called Snowy, I think. Or yep. is, is is Snowy their little white dog? <laughs> could, could I be getting that mixed up? It's impossible to keep track of these names. I'm sorry. It's there's, really uh, Nikki, hard. Nikki rattles them off in five seconds. We only watched it once. Um, but basically, Nikki believes that true love exists because of the strong relationships that are surrounding her. Like, you know, the people in her life are all coupled up, and it's all going great. Um, so, you know, good, I guess. Um, when they rock up to meet the family, Snowy doesn't muck around. Uh, he brings Richie outside for some more grilling. This time it's grilling in front of an actual barbecue, which oh, I thought. Oh, a grill and grill. Oh, very clever. Um, but yeah, so we get another fucking like aggressive Australian white man who's policing their you know, female relatives and friends, personal lives, and just generally flexing their machismo. It's really gross. Um, Max, you recently wrote a song about this kind of thing. Uh, I think it cuts right to the heart of the issue. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, I hate it. I hate Snowy. I don't hate Snowy, but it's like, stop with this, you know? Yeah, look, the thing with Snowy, like I was more in on Snowy than I was Papa, Olena, or uh, certainly... Mm. Alex's brother son um, yeah. in that what Snowy said kind of like, you know, there was, there was a certain, like there was a gruffness to Snowy that very mm. much appeared to be his demeanor and nature. And like the, I don't know, like, the, well, I don't want to uh, seem like I'm judging him based on just him having an aggressive or like, you know, just be, him being like muscly and that sort of thing. Like, I, that's not, that's not what I mean. Look, I think, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, his temperament was aggressive, but I was I was there for what he said. You know, like what he said was, yeah. you know, imagine these girls at their worst point, and that's you know, like what you're making your decision from in the sense that like yeah. they are so invested. And I thought that was a really smart thing. And as much as maybe uh, I, I don't get on board with uh, the way that Snowy comes across as like a gruff, no nonsense uh, bloke, what he actually had to say I thought was was kind of valuable. Um, and I didn't yeah. feel that way in, 
you know, definitely not with Alex's brother. And sure, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was a little bit more there for Snowy, but I do agree with you in the sense that like this overbearing machismo act. Mm. Um, it's just, know. it's more like they have to pick a character like this at every single one of the hometowns. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what exhausts me. Like the fact that that's, that's what hometowns are there for is so yeah. that there can be some like male goalkeeper who can say, you yeah, know, this is all right, it's all well and good what you tell her and what she says to you, but like, I'm going to give you the real hard truth. Or yeah, whatever. I see through you. Yeah, exactly. Like me, the person who just met you as opposed to someone who's been like, well, I don't know. Like they are, they're in a weird position, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like get your fucking nose out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, at the dinner table, Richie is asked point blank what his intentions are in those words, in that very reality TV sort of way. Um, he says, in a very reality TV way, he says he's not in this for a one-night stand. He wants to meet the right person that he can spend the rest of his life with. I mean, realistically, um, he's in this for three one-night stands, right? Basically, yeah. It seems that way. That's kind of the end goal. I wonder what will happen after that. Maybe he'll just leave. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, he's just gonna. he's just going to leave. Yeah. Um, so, Nikki sits down for a chat with um, her sister, I think. The, she's the woman who te- who teamed the wild snowy. Um, yeah, she's she, the woman uh, from Snowy's River. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> she asks for some advice um, because she feels like Richie's the one for her, but she's not the only one at the moment. Um, so, you know, tonight or sometime soon, she wants to let Richie know how important he is to her. And like, yeah, either it's going to be tonight or she might miss the opportunity. She might get sent home. Uh, and so the sister has goosebumps. She says she reckons they're a match. She wishes Nikki well. She says she should go for it. Um, so Nikki and Richie sort of reunite at this point. Richie says he's impressed by her family as well as how she lights up when she's around them. Um, and she says that they're special to her and having all the most important to people to her in one room makes her heart feel full. She says... Uh, and I'll quote this. Um, These last couple of months have been crazy amazing because of you. The way you make me feel is something I've never felt before. And no matter what, I'm going to remember this day and this moment forever. I guess I've known it for a while. I'm totally in love with you. Ding, ding, ding. And she's love. the first one to say it. That's right. Says it right to his face. She doesn't just say I love you. She says I'm in love with you, which apparently is like a couple of points above. I think so. Uh, on the totem pole. And they smooch, of course. Um, she says, you're a good guy into his armpit. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah. And then he vanishes. Of course he fucking (laughs) disappears immediately. Well, not before he says, I love that about you. After she says, I'm in love with you. Oh, I didn't hear that. He says, I love that about you. Oh God. That's, that's, that's some, uh, uh, Han Solo. Like, I love you. Uh, uh, I know kind of shit. Yeah, it truly is. Um, Boy, yeah, that's pretty bad. I mustn't have caught that. Um, Nikki says to camera, though, uh, I think everyone has crazy love stories, and maybe this is mine. And then we cut to commercial. So, yeah, I think Nikki fared pretty well. She Look, came out of this looking pretty good. swelling. The yeah. whole thing's happening. Yep. He, like, she at this point is the clear, clear, clear winner. She's definitely on top, yeah. Um, I, gotta, I gotta agree. I just, I don't see any way where if he is being responsible about this, she isn't the Mm. winner. Yeah. Um, You know, in the sense that she's from Western Australia. She, Mm. you know, they seem to like, at least from everything that we've seen in the edit, you know, 
fuck even the fact that she's from Western Australia, just like the way that she has been edited and the way that yeah. their relationship has been put together on the television. Totally. You know, yeah. it seems like she's the person who is the like true, genuine love choice. Yeah, Whereas, she's been positioned that way since since basically the beginning as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it wasn't as obvious as some picks have been, I think, in the past, but mm-hmm. I, I, it would really surprise me if it wasn't her at the end of the day. All right, so we cut back to the rose ceremony. We're almost there, uh, and thank God, Osher Ginsburg, he's back. Uh, and I really think I really think Osher might have <laughs> been like at his best. He was really on form tonight, and like typically, I think he's a very cool guy, mm. um, but like not just. Not okay, and not ju- and I hear the criticism. Okay, like yeah, you guys like him because sometimes he talks to you on Twitter, and it's not. I don't just think he was at his best tonight because he actually retweeted something that you posted from the Boh Pod account, which, like, by the way, high five. Um, but also, did you see that knitted tie he was wearing? What a handsome boy! It was a great tie. The roses, remember this thing that happens on the show? They're they're handed mm. out, um, and it goes in this order: Nikki, Elena, and Alex. So Rachel. Is sent home at long last, I guess. You know, hair's too hair's too dark, girl. Sorry, I can't believe that. In in this sense, we were talking before about Rose Order. Like, I thought that Elena would definitely have been left till till last. Till like, last, yeah, yeah. Because um, everything about her in these in these two episodes was like doubt, doubt, doubt. You know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It definitely made for a a more dramatic ending. As we're sitting there thinking, "Fuck, is Alex going to get cut here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, kind of surprise. I mean, I don't know. She, they've got to have a goodbye for her. It didn't feel conclusive enough to send her home. Although, like, she's not going to win. No, um, um, I think that like if he had sent her home there, that would have been perfect in terms of shock value. Yeah, I, I agree. Have it would have made it for coming. good TV. Yeah. Um, no, nope. but no, no, no. He, I think he wants to keep her around for fuck week. Yeah, I, I guess you're right, and mm. and yeah, Rachel. I mean, sorry, you could you had plenty of time to dye your hair. I saw you get those highlights, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not enough. Um, mm. Richie says that she is absolutely remarkable, and that it was incredible getting to know her. Um, she says you've got to follow your heart. Um, she doesn't come down on him too hard. She says, "I'm she sure you're gonna find everything that you're looking for." Mm. She could have, yeah, she would have been right to. Yep. Um, but yeah, so even in the limo, she seems pretty upbeat. She's like, at least I gave it a shot. And at least, you know, it seemed like he could see the potential in me, um, which is good. I'm glad she, she's not letting it destroy her. I'm glad she's not um, saying something embarrassing on TV. Um, yep. Look, she came off in a really classy way. She didn't call anyone a skank. Um, no. She did a good job, I think. Um, I don't think there was too much more that she could have done, really. No, as and, and, and as privately heartbroken as she may have been by this. And it did mm. seem like, you know from the emotions that we were seeing at least during the group date, um, not during the uh, family date where yeah. she's saying, you know, I've never met a guy like this before, that kind of thing. Like it's fair to imagine that she probably would have been pretty cut up about this. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we're never going to, we're never going to really know what, what it feels like or anything, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I was glad that she got a positive send off cause I do think she was all right. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. That's the end of the episode. We get a little next time. Obviously, we're down to three people, and it is time for my favorite Bachelor celebration. That is to say, fuck week. Um, the Bachelor is quote unquote in paradise. Um, that is to say, in Bali. Schoolies uh, 2016. It's not baby. a Bachelor in Paradise season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and apparently, the stakes are higher than ever. I believe it. Sure. Um, that's about all we see, though. 
you know, that's it's just a real fast-paced edit. This is an interesting time of the show because I think when we get down to three people, that's when obviously there's less cast members, so things start slowing down and they get very contemplative and we start seeing Richie really mulling it over and really making his decision and all the women are like, oh, I really feel like I'm feeling real... Feel-. Like, this is the part of the show we're in now, um, which, you know, it's that's uh, a whole new flavour. Very much is. Yeah, we're not going to get as much comedy, I don't think. From here on in. Probably not. Probably no. not. But I, I also think that that probably means we'll cut down on some of the more tedious, like, goofy dates and stuff, like the sports and things and yep. dressing up in costumes. I think we're kind of through with that now, which is, is at least going to be a, a sigh of relief I hope for so. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, what are we going to talk about? This is the thing. How are they going to fill an hour next week and then a finale full of Richie talking about his feelings when he doesn't hasn't displayed this season the aptitude to really do that for an extended period of time. Well, I'm hoping they do what I always want them to do during fuck week, which is just to go into explicit lurid detail about the <laughs> sexual congress that they engage in. I wouldn't mind seeing some uh, some close-ups, you know, maybe even some x-ray footage just to know Gross. what's really going on. Um, but, you know, that's one kind of viewer. You know, that's one guy. <laughs> um, they, can't, they can't just on make the show birthday, for me. On his birthday, just hanging fucking- out. Which, by the way, we're about 20, 29 minutes from my birthday. Oh, my God. It's pretty cool. When yeah. you're listening to this, not very cool at all. <laughs> but I'll have another one. Yeah, have a. Mm-hmm. Um, let's finish making this podcast. <laughs> let's put yeah. a little bow on it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for listening to it. I feel like this one's probably going to have probably going to come out pretty long, right? We've Probs. been talking for a while. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, if you made it through this far, thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad you appreciate our um, commentary. Uh, and if you do like the show, um, we, we did actually come here to make friends. So if you want to, you can hop onto Twitter, um, get involved in the discussion with us at BOHpod. That's short for Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Oh, I don't know how to talk. Um, but yeah, we would love it if you wanted to hang out with us on there because we tweet about the show and, uh, you know, <laughs> just fucking do it. <laughs> One time, Osha retweeted us. Come on. It's true. That yeah. happened not even eight hours ago. Probably. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know if we've got anything else. I mean, always always we appreciate if you get a chance to leave a review or a, uh, a little rating or something on iTunes. Um, if you have the time to do that during the week, we would really, really love it. Um and yeah, that's that's it, I guess, right? That's it. Is this the thing where you wrap it up? Oh dude, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you kidding? All right. Um so I mean, as well, always, okay. there's one thing that I love to show when I oh, let me let me is. start over. Let me take it again. No, no. Um there's one thing you that I always like to say when I finish the show and okay. uh right. you know, it just brings me so much cheer and good times to good times. Well, see you later. And, you know, Merry Christmas as well, in a way. Uh oh. it's not Christmas for everybody, but it kind of is for me. Isn't it funny how birthdays kinda of like I mean it's kind of Jesus' birthday. Oh. And anyway, as always, I wish good. you Oh All right, goodbye. Oh, oh, oh Merry birthday. <laughs> The best? That was really good. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) Okay.